Heroes of Tomorrow, Episode 1. Greetings and welcome to Heroes of Tomorrow, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I am your host and game master, Aaron. Heroes of Tomorrow is an actual play of Mutants and Masterminds, the world's greatest superhero RPG from Green Ronin Publishing, and is set within the connected version of Earth Prime that can be found in other offerings from the Untold Stories Project on our streaming channel or YouTube, including Nether War, City of Destiny, Freedom League Dark, and Gemstars. And I think there might even be one or two one-shots floating around that are connected. Mutants and Masterminds is a D20-based system which allows players and GMs to create stories featuring all of the greatest heroes of their imagination and is deeply beloved by those of us here. We have a fantastic group of players here to uh, play our game, who I'm going to have introduce themselves in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would be so kind as to tell us who you are, where else our listeners can find you, and answer our question of the day, which is, what is your favorite teenage superhero trope? And we're going to go in alphabetical order, so we will start with Alex. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Alex, and I am a lot of things. I'm the line developer for Mutants and Masterminds of Agreement in Publishing. Uh, I'm the GM for our Freedom League Dark game, as well as the GM for our Guardians of Haven game. Uh, I play Ethan in City of Destiny and... Um, I'm not supposed to say who I play today yet. That's next time. Um, but as for the answer to the question of the day, my favorite trope for teen superheroes is the awkward teen romance where one hero is trying to juggle all of their life and it keeps getting in the way of their dates. Um, so like they go to homecoming and they have to leave in the middle or they go to homecoming and they the villains, their date's dad is the villain who answers the door, that sort of thing. Totally not thinking of the, the vulture, right? Oh, I'm always thinking of the vulture. He goes right free in my brain. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Brandon. Hi, everyone. My name is Brandon. Um, you can see me in a variety of one shots, uh, but also City of Destiny uh, and the Gemstars. And my favorite teen superhero trope is probably just the mixing of superheroics and teen melodrama. The idea that the world's going to end, but first, <laughs> and the idea that that drama is equally important to the world-ending disaster uh, that is impending. All right. Calvin. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Calvin. I play various characters all over the Uspep 2, including Bowman, Ruby, and uh, Alara, and someone's very special today. <laughs> <laughs> you can obviously find me here and over on the Win With Dice channel if you're on YouTube. Uh, we have weekly gaming streams and tabletop RPG podcasts. To answer the question of this episode, I think my favorite trope is probably that situation where the team has to come together because they're dealing with a specific problem that for some reason the adult superheroes aren't capable of dealing with. Either they're out of town or being mind-controlled or whatever, and they're sort of forced to come together as a team slash family to figure things out on their own um, and hopefully succeed at it. 
Uh, and maybe we'll get a bit of that in this game. Oh, I'm totally uh, planning the uh, Child World episode where all of the adults are turned into children, and so the teenagers <laughs> have to be responsible. <laughs> no! No, <laughs> oh, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that already applies to some people. Yeah. I'm petitioning one of those children to be Bowman. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just thinking that I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to all of you having to deal with uh, seven-year-old Centuria. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't know. It would be kind of amusing to see a uh, baby octopus in a baby mech suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. For those of you who are listening who aren't familiar with our other offerings in City of Destiny, one of our players is in fact an octopus in a mech suit, uh, a hyper-intelligent octopus in a mech suit. Octopus in a mech suit. It's it's complicated. It's complicated. You'll hear more about him soon. We have like a model on our channel, I think, is now just it's complicated. Yeah, yeah, kind of. At least this show. All right, so. (laughs) Jemmy, you're up. Hi, I'm Jemmy. You can uh, find me around the network on uh, our old podcast, which was uh, Something Something Dragons. Uh, I was going by the name of Blue there, though. Uh, Or you will find me in Gemstars, which is West. Um, I don't have good pitches. I'm not good at this part. To answer the question of the day, um, <laughs> uh, my favorite trope has to probably be about, like, once they've, like, finished a big fight in, like, the teen things, and then everyone, like, pauses, and then there's, like, that little, like, don't we have a test tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> and, like, panic of, like, oh, God, I didn't do that homework assignment and stuff, and it gets better when then they, like, will look to the villain they just beat up and be like, hey, can you, like, just kill me so I don't have to do that tomorrow? It's just, it's always funny. I would rather get my butt kicked by Dr. Death than have to go and take my algebra exam. Yeah. So that's it, I've got. All right. Kat. Hey, guys. I'm Kat. Um, You can find me in a plethora of places. Um, I play Centuria, Freedom League Dark, Nether War, Ursa, um, Guardians of Haven. I've been sporadically in some one shots. I'm a little bit of everywhere in this channel, unfortunately for you. Um, <laughs> and then today you'll be seeing one of my favorite characters yet. Um, as for the question of the day, mine's a little bit darker. Oh, no. um, oh. it's, <laughs> it's when they bring in like teen superheroes as like sidekicks to the main villain just to sacrifice them so that the the hero is like, oh, oh no, I have to do A, B, and C. Because I'm like, why did you write them in just for that? Like, that's messed up. But it's sort of, I always, like, call it out. And I'm like, that was a little bit rude. And that's one of my favorites. <laughs> All right. And uh, Wiki, bring us home. Hi, I'm Wiki. And um, <laughs> you can find me generally here on the network. On Tuesday nights, where I play the aforementioned octopus in a mech suit, it is complicated. Uh, I also am the GM for our other Tuesday night game, which is Gemstars. Uh, today, I will be playing um, a different character. Uh, to answer the question, uh, my favorite superhero trope is the coming out from under the shadow of the mentor trope. Um, I just like that that can go so many different ways from the Nightwing, I hate you, I'm leaving, I'm going to my own town, 
to do my own thing because you suck to the um to the I want to be you one day so I'm going to go out on my own for a little while and see how that works out for me the opposite of mine <laughs> where they're murdered before they're murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so uh as your GM my favorite superhero trope and I or teenage superhero trope and I 100% don't expect that to ever show up in this game is the where the fact that, you know, these teenage superheroes can be tasked with some heavy, heavy responsibility. You know, they can save the universe, and then adult superheroes still treat them like kids. And there's just that moment of, what the hell, man? Oh, gee, I can't wait, I can't wait to experience that trope. Yeah, but I'm so, but I, it, well, the thing I like most about it is that it usually comes with a certain degree of the teens bitch slapping the adults and being like, uh, hey, you, you're supposed to be the ones doing this. You screwed up. Now we had to clean it up. How did I do the part? <laughs> of all of the different uh, superhero comic, like teen superhero comics, one of my favorites for that exact reason is Champions, because Champions was kind of a direct, you know, bitch slap to the Avengers and going, guys, y'all... Y'all keep civil warring. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all done screwed up. Adults are messy. Yeah. They really so. are. Also, it's a bad time for half the Freedom League to be in the multiverse somewhere else. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it's fine. Where we are in time is a little flex, so. GM, where else can we see you around the network? Uh, where else can you see me around the network? Voice of God. <laughs> I was the game master for... City of Destiny, and um, we'll be, whenever season two of that returns, I will be there. I am currently playing as Amber in Gemstars, and uh, I show up in a lot of one-shots and in some crossovers, usually playing a totally random character in the crossovers, because <laughs> I don't have a character for City of Destiny, because I'm the GM. I didn't actually tell people my character is, so you can be cryptic. So... When we begin, uh, we are looking at Freedom City. Freedom City is somewhere along the East Coast. Exact location undetermined. It's kind of somewhere near where uh, Metropolis and Gotham and all of those other fictional cities that don't really exist but kind of do uh, are. So in that northeast corner of the U.S., uh, I'm pretty sure it's neighbors with Astro City. But... It is a bustling metropolis, uh, generally filled with hope, innovation. It has been transformed by the presence of superheroes. Um, so in many ways, Freedom City has become the city of tomorrow. The inventions of Daedalus have made it a, a miraculous place, and the city elemental, uh, Dr. Metropolis, ensures that uh, damage from superhero battles doesn't tend to be too terrible. So more Metropolis, less Gotham? Much more Metropolis than Gotham, yes. <laughs> it is also, like I have suggested, uh, heavily shaped by the presence of the superheroes who make call the city its own. It's not quite to the point where every day while you are going to work, you see a superhero flying overhead. But it is not so rare that you freak out when you see a superhero flying overhead. 
it's kind of like if you happen to be at Disney World the day that there's a celebrity there with their families, you kind of go, cool, and move on. We are in the uh, very end of summer, uh, kind of early autumn, when we take our, we begin our action with a young man driving kind of a uh, beat up old uh, four door sedan, which he got secondhand, as he is driving himself over to the school that he attends. Kat, would you tell us a little bit about who this young man is? So this young man's name is Cassian Quinn. He is um, a very conventionally attractive 17 year old boy. He's about six to six two. Um, he has long golden blonde hair um, and blue eyes. But where it gets a little weird is that his um, left arm is made completely of gem. So it is a mix of blues and purples and greens. Um, and it, there's a jagged scar across his chest. Um, he gives off an air of arrogance almost everywhere that he goes, but he might be a little bit different once you get to know him. All right. So Cassian is on his way to the Claremont Academy, where he has been enrolled since he was a freshman. Uh, Claremont Academy is a private boarding school that has become even more exclusive in the past few years as it shifted from being a boarding school that was a cover for training metahumans into being a metahuman-only school that is not known widely to the public, but it is a open secret among the superhero community. Cassian is a junior at Claremont. Today is the Friday before classes start. Underclassmen have all been there for, you know, since the beginning of the day, getting checked in and whatnot. But as a junior, he had the uh, freedom to show up a little bit later because obviously he doesn't need orientation. He knows where he uh, where he's living and how to find his class schedule and all of those things. So it's, you know, mid-afternoon. Cassian is driving. And Cassian, up ahead of you, you notice something that is a little odd for uh, Freedom City in August. Because it looks like there is a blizzard. A localized blizzard. About two blocks ahead of you. Um, right through the center of uh, downtown and on your way over to the school. So, uh, what do you want to do about that? So he will pull up um, as close as he can to the blizzard, point his car in a direction that there is nothing for him to destroy, and then he's going to throw his car door open and jump out of his car. Okay. So you throw your car door open, jump out of the car, letting it coast to a stop. And does anything happen when this happens? Does he uh, suffer horrible road rash and third, you know, broken limbs or? The only thing that happens is he grunts and then his arm begins to glow a little bit, his gym. But he does not have any injuries that normal people would acquire from jumping out of a car. <laughs> Um, we do not condone jumping out of cars, by the way, if you're not <laughs> <Yes>. a superhero. <laughs> do not try this at home. Don't do this at home. Do it, you'll be fine. No! 
you're still about a, a half block away. As you are looking at this, you see uh, above the buildings two different flying figures. One of them is an adult man wearing a white and red costume propelled by a jet of flame who seems to be uh, blasting at the buildings nearby trying to set them on fire. Actually, sorry, you see three figures. You also see a woman in a white and blue costume holding a uh, wand of some sort who is floating above the blizzard. And you see a teenager in a uh, blue and black costume with like a black hole insignia on his chest who flies up and mouths off to the woman and uh, is promptly hit by a bolt of lightning and goes crashing out of your vision. So I'm going to go ahead and move us to the map, and we are going to pick up in media res as... A map! A map! The second <laughs> round of combat that started before we were recording uh, continues. Kat, if you would like to go ahead and uh, roll initiative for Cassian, you're over on the far right side of the map. Can you show us our initiative, sir? I will show the initiative counter, yes. I would like to see the initiative. I still cannot see it, but it's there. There it is. Yay! Oh, right, speedsters. There I am. I forgot I had a four <laughs> in my initiative. I forgot that making my token invisible means I don't have a token on initiative. <laughs> that is true. You do not have a token on the initiative counter. <laughs> you do still have your, your spot on the initiative counter, but you do not have a token. Yes, but it's very funny to me. All right. Cassian, we will work you into the initiative just as it gets going. And as I said, we are going to pick up in media res... So there is a blizzard surrounding the First National Bank. Flying above is the uh, Weather Mistress and Firebug. Briefly, Singularitine was flying up, and as I said, he uh, mouthed off and got, then got hit by a bolt of lightning for his troubles and fell down into the trees. Idiot child. <laughs> Didn't I say we shouldn't let this idiot go? At the beginning of uh, round two, there is a figure in a red and black costume who is zipping around using uh, great speed to help contain and put out some of the fires that have been set by Firebug. Calvin, would you like to tell us about this young man? Right. So, yeah, uh, you do see this figure running around in like their black and red and bit of a goldish yellow suit. You can see as they move, there's definitely like a hint of heat behind them, especially in this blizzard setting where obviously some of that air would be <laughs> more obvious. Young man, maybe about 15 years old, and for the audience's sake, I will say his name is Vincent Walker, aka Speed Demon, uh, as indicated by the SD logo on his chest. You mean that doesn't stand for standard definition? <laughs> well, he is kind of blurry. So. <laughs> or significant deviation. Yeah. Um, well, Calvin, um, it is uh, Speed Demon's turn on the initiative. What would you like to do? I will tell you that your efforts at uh, containing the flames last turn, um, along with uh, what you've come to realize is Weather Mistress's use of her storm to keep anything from catching have pretty much ensured that any fires that are still burning are, you know, they're they're on concrete and are probably going to snuff themselves out as long as Firebug doesn't get a chance to set anymore. So uh, you probably don't need to keep working on the fire unless that is something you want to do. Um, I do recall that our 
professor had a plan that he was working on, or doctor, rather, I should say. Yes, the bear is currently uh, working on uh, part of the car, the police car. <laughs> I feel like we'll explain that more when we get there. We will explain that more when we get to uh, to his turn, yes. Although I suppose with your super speed, you could always uh, run over and take directions to cut down the time for his invention check. That was indeed, uh, yeah, that's definitely what I wanted to do. Uh, speed team was going to zip over there and try, try to insert himself on whatever <laughs> was going on with this plan here. Because he's just seeing someone build something out of a car engine and assumes it'll be some sort of anti-weather machine. All right. Move action to zip over there, and then I guess you'll uh, hold your action until the bear tells you what to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he'll he'll run over and he'll say, "Hey, uh, you building something over here to undo this whole weather thing that's going on? Um, I could probably help. I actually know quite a bit about engines and not so much weather, but building stuff I can help out with." All right. So that takes us then to. Firebug, who doesn't want to, I mean, he's not a murderer, so he's not going to go and, like, set the teenager who fell out of the sky on fire. <laughs> I don't believe any of the rest of you have really made yourselves visible yet, though, have you? No. I'm really not noticeable, I'll tell you that well, yes, much. you're invisible. We'll get to you. <laughs> <laughs> but... Something that does seem very much like Firebug is he is going to fly over to the other cop car and blast down at that car with his flamethrower. This guy. Yeah, this guy. And I'm going to uh, narratively say that uh, the car will fail its toughness save. Mm. And these two officers are going to get blown back. Oh, no by the explosion. That looks like a really tasty explosion. Is the uh, tree that Singularity is in, did that catch fire? It does, is. So, yes, the tree is also caught fire. No! I don't know. So that brings us to Wildcard's place in the initiative. I'm a little distracted. Sorry, that explosion looks yummy. <laughs> Wildcard, uh, tell us a little bit about the character that no one can see right now. Like, I was about to say, I would give you a proper description of what they look like right now, but that would be counterproductive because what they look like right now is part of the bushes. Because they're um, invisible, yes. But normally you would see, um, even then, a very fluctuating appearance of a fairly average build for a teenager, um, although hair color is constantly changing, uh, with definitely a hint of mischief in their eyes. Okay. You're up. What do you want to do, oh invisible one? Well, I'm not going near the fire because I would not get there in time. Fair. I kind of got a nice little hiding spot right now, in addition to being invisible. You do. You are like right up against the edge of the blizzard, but. Yeah, but I saw that lady on the top of the blizzard uh, shoot a lightning bolt at Singularity. Sure did. I want her to shoot her friend. So you're going to try to trick her. I'm gonna make an illusion up there. Of a superhero? Of a superhero. Um, who's their enemy again? We were told who their rivals are. Johnny Rocket. I'm making an illusion of Johnny Rocket running by. Alright, I would like a deception check that will be opposed by either her deception or insight. Whichever is better. I think it's deception for her. 
Yeah, okay, that's a Freddy. <laughs> that's a pretty low roll. That's only a 12 roll. Yeah. Can she beat a 30? No. No, she cannot. <laughs> Even with a natural 20, she cannot beat a 30. So, uh, she is taken in by the illusion and believes that Firebug is Johnny Rocket. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that works out once we get around to Weather Mistress's turn. However, there's one other thing I would like you to do, uh, oh? Wildcard. I would like you to give me a fortitude check. Why? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> um, you're right up against a blizzard. Oh, I don't have any choices there. You're right up to a blizzard wearing tights. I'm wearing my normal outfit. I'm wearing a hoodie. Don't give me that. I don't have a costume. I'm in a hoodie and sweatpants, man. That's all oh, you need. My bad. I was just going off of the art on the character. Nah. <laughs> Wild card ain't cool. Yeah. Uh, that's a 17. That's a 17. Okay. Good to know. I didn't like anything about the way you said that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> about the way I said what? Good to know. Good to know. I will be uh, going to her communications, though, and going... Uh, Leathermist just might be shooting her friend soon, if that works out as I hope. Okay. Uh, Jenny Rocket, Firebug, uh, kind of thing. Wildcard, I'm going to give you a hero point for no particular reason. Oh, no. <laughs> our, our camera is now going to shift focus over to a young man of uh, mixed Afro-Latino Korean descent uh, wearing a green and black bodysuit. Um... And uh, Brandon, tell us about this young man. Well, this young man is Damien Irons. He does not have a superhero name yet. Um, he's not entirely convinced. He wants part of this uh, superhero nonsense. He is wearing a kind of techie black with green accents uh, outfit. His head is, um, you can see, except for a pair of goggles that go around his eyes. And um, I could not. Brandon could not have planned this better for timing-wise, because I am going to... I will remind you, you did have one degree of success on using... Or two degrees of success on uh, your, your your nullification of his... Uh, not nullify. Of his flame, or not nullify. Control. Uh, on his uh, rocket pack. On his rocket pack. You didn't... You weren't able to affect the flamethrower, but you were able to affect the rocket pack. And I am going to hopefully take control this round and have him rush straight at we the Weather Mistress. Looking like Johnny Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dreamwork makes a dream work. So um, I will point out also that as far as everyone else sees, Firebug looks like Johnny Rocket right now. This is not a mental illusion. This is a physical, like, hologram type thing. Which is why so. I went into communications to say, Hey guys, Firebug is Johnny Rocket right now. Don't worry about it. So, I will need to... I believe he needs to make a will save, correct? Uh, I believe so. Or it was... This, there was something about the... Was it the... It was the lesser of will or technology, I think is what we, we decided. Yes. The higher. Lesser. What is the DC for the uh, will save that he needs to make? It is 18. All right. L let's see what happens. 
I need to reload my roll 20. It's being done. Uh, that is a 24, which he's not going to do it. Sadly, you can't use your hero point to force him to reroll. Um, it is an area um, uh, It is an area effect, though. So oh, I it would also that. affect his... Let's see how how well it affects his, uh, his flamethrower this time. Maybe the flamethrower is the one that... Oh, my goodness. Wow. I swear I just rolled it. 16 rolls. That is two 16s in a row for a row for 24. And he the only other I, object he has on him is his suit, which is not electronic. Yep. Um, and I think that's the only other thing that is technology within 30 feet of him, so... I mean, there's probably still something maybe almost functional in the cop car, but... <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is currently on fire. That is currently on fire. All right. Do you want to take a move action, Remote? Or Fabian, since you're not technically named Remote yet. But You did say Remote for this time, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he hasn't declared it yet, but I do want to stay where I am, but I want to spend a hero point to get an extra action. Okay. And try it again, because he can't roll 16 four times in a row. Don't say that. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I mean, the law of averages would dictate such. That's a, he could roll a bold 17. strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. Hey! Ooh. All right. Uh, the uh, flamethrower will save again. However, the uh, jetpack fails by uh, seven. So he's... I'm, I just want to ram him into, into Weather Wizard. Weather Mistress. Weather Mistress? Yeah. Please, no, please don't she, sue us. <laughs> Weather Wizard. <laughs> please don't sue us. <laughs> Weather Wizard would be uh, copyrighted by DC Comics and would, you know, be an issue, but... Uh... <laughs> All right. He is going to fly right into uh, Weather Mistress. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Rocket, Rocket Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess technically would be a slam attack from Firebug, wouldn't it? That was my hope. Oh, no. Firebug's just like, oh, what, what, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and the thing to note is this ability that Damien is using is subtle. So it's not clear. Damien looks like he's concentrating on something, but there are no indications that he is actually doing what, uh, what so happens. Here. Here's my question. Can I have him I'm talking as Johnny Rocket? You want to have him... Make a to say something as well. Little quips. I mean, your illusions cover sight and sound, so yeah. I don't know Johnny Rocket well enough to know what quip he would make, but wild card would. <laughs> no, this is just Jemmy doesn't know. Would they? Probably. A You're not from Freedom City. They were here over summer, so they probably could have researched a little. But would you have? Yeah, along with the Greek studies, yeah. Tell you what, give me uh, an appropriate expertise skill. Appropriate? Yeah. To assume I know what would be appropriate. What what expertises do you have? Say it's rocketing time. That's Johnny Rocket's famous catchphrase. It's rocketing time. <laughs> Good not. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power to make that cannon. <laughs> you do have the power to make that cannon. You could put it into one of the books. <laughs> but I do have no. deception. Can I just make a complete BS and see if it works? Sure. That's <laughs> a natural 20! <laughs> oh my god, a 38 deception? <laughs> oh. 
I mean, it's not a 52, but... <laughs> We're doing its rocketing time because he's actually is flying. Because <laughs> he's flying on a rocket. I think it should be it's rocket time, though. It's yeah, it's rocket time. The, uh... It's rocket time, that's what he's saying. And I got an after 20, so... All right. Um, so Firebug makes an unarmed attack to slam into uh, Weather Mistress and is going to miss horribly, but he is right up past her, looking for all intents and purposes like Johnny Rocket running on the air, trying to hit her with a hyperspeed punch. This is so convincing that if Damien couldn't actually sense the technology through the illusion... Yeah, you would believe that it was actually Johnny Rocket up there. Yeah. You also know that he's out of town. I have no idea how that happened, but I do know I'm having a lot. Uh, with speedsters, out of town is like... Well, yeah, but the whole fact, the fact that the Freedom League was not available was the reason you guys responded to this call. Yeah. All right. So, Wiki, would you like to tell us how uh, your young man is dealing with all of this nonsense? Not well. Not well at all. (laughs) I believe you had uh, found a perch up on a building. Yes, Jason, uh, having experience. Well, describe Jason to us. So, uh, Jason, also known in Freedom City as Bolt, is the sidekick slash protege to Bowman. Uh, He is dressed in his standard superheroing attire, uh, which means that he is almost fully covered in, like, dark navy blues, little bit of gunmetal gray and some accents of yellow. He, his suit is kind of tactical in nature, so it's like uh, cargo pants and um, sort of like a tactical like ballistic vest, uh, some various little armament points, some reinforced gloves, some really snazzy boots. And uh, his face is covered by sort of some sort of technological mask yellow goggles and he has a hood pulled up and his collapsible hand crossbow out and he is perched up uh sort of above where the the, where in line with slightly above where the top of the blizzard is and he's kind of looking down on this complete cluster (laughs) and before you take your action Uh uh-huh would you give me a perception check for Bolt? Absolutely. Because you might see something that might affect what you want to do. 24. That is high enough that you do see the car that uh, pulled up about half a block away, coasted to a stop, and a, uh, a teenager has uh, come rolling out of it, seemingly unharmed, with a glowing crystalline arm. You vaguely recognize him as being a student at Claremont Academy, but you don't... He was not a part of Next Gen, so you don't know him. You're just like, yeah, no, I I, I saw him in various pictures and whatnot from the school. Would we have had interactions from... From your respective mentors? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not going to change what I'm about to do, because I'll, I'll deal with... I'll deal with the new problem later. Right now, our current problem is... Problem? (laughs) Look, Jason thinks you're all a problem. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. 
<laughs> so Jason is going to make the switch to the grappling bolt and between his parkour skills and the use of the grappling bolt, he is going to move to Singularitine. Okay. And get him out of the tree that is on fire and out of harm's way as best he can. Okay. And just sort of take up a pr protective position. Yeah. Do you have move by action? I do. Okay. Then if you want, you can go ahead and get both of you out of the tree and onto the ground somewhere that is not in danger of being immolated. Yes. Not in danger of imminent emulation. <laughs> yes. Ooh, imminent, imminent emulation. I like that. Thank you. It's almost like we're in a comic book, so alliteration is a thing. <laughs> Cassian, that is you. Um, I've got you on the edge of the map. You would have seen Bolt come swinging down and take the costume teenager out of the tree. Um, you saw the car get lit on fire, and then you saw Johnny Rocket go flying up over the blizzard. Um, can I have Bolt have said something to the police as he came swinging by? Uh, well, the police who are who were closest to the car are on the ground looking dazed. You could have said something to the two cops who were over by uh, the bear, I suppose. Okay, uh, just a push your line back, we've got this. What is Cassian doing? Cassian's taking it all in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, so he is going to walk over here a little bit closer to where the explosion is. Just sort of look at Jason and the teenager and make sure that they got that stuff under control. Um, and then he will point his arm up at the weather lady. I was like, whose name is gone? I just realized something, though. What? Cassian's not in communications. No, Cassian does not have the ability to communicate with you guys right now. So, Cassian saw Johnny Rocket. <laughs> That's all right. Um, and so he'll point his arm up at the weather weather mage. Is that what her name is? Weather mistress. Weather mistress. And he will shoot a beam of fire out of his arm. Okay. He got a 26 to hit. That will hit her, uh, especially because she was not expecting that. But that would have hit her even if she was. So what is the uh, toughness DC that she needs to roll? DC 22. DC 22. I don't like that. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I like that very much. No! That is a natural 20 for a 26. Rude! <laughs> I'm using roll 20. Don't blame me. Blame the random number generator. We can do Refresh both. Refresh the screen. Get a new instance of the random number generator. <laughs> How dare these professional supervillains be competent against fighting children? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so you, uh, you blast her with fire. Tell us what happens. So he's just sort of like strolling up. He almost looks like very like nonchalant, um, not a care in the world. He's looking around at everybody and he literally will just point his arm up so that it's palm out facing towards her. And then a, just a huge beam of blue fire just shoots all the way into her direction and slams into her. But she, um, I don't know if she blocks it or what, but. Well, you know, there's a whole blizzard between you and her, so um, I will say that the winds and the water just disperse it before it hits her. And then Cassian sort of grinds his teeth in frustration and tries to figure out what he's going to do. 
I, I will point out, Cassian, you would recognize Bolt. You would know that Bolt is Bowman's sidekick. You don't know him personally, but you, you would recognize him. So far, you don't recognize any of the other teenagers who are... Actually, I think probably there aren't even any of them in your line of sight because there's an explosion between you and them at the moment. If Jason looks at him and they make eye contact, Cassian will sort of like raise his head up in a nod, like in a really douchebaggy way. <laughs> I love it. Cool. The two police officers who are on the ground are stunned and are not going to do anything. Two who are by the car are going to listen to what Bolt said and get on the radio and tell, you know, say, you know, we need to move the perimeter back. We think the superheroes have it. <laughs> and then the one of them who wasn't on the radio looks at him and like, are we just going to leave the car? Let the bear do his thing. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and take those two officers off the map. This is Freedom City. They know how it works. Yeah. I mean, they saw Johnny Rocket and Bolt, so... Right, yeah, I mean, Johnny Rocket and Bolt are ha have this, so, you know, this, this should really be fun. convincing Johnny Rocket. A very convincing Johnny Rocket. They couldn't have made that insight check. <laughs> but you don't think they could have gotten a 38? I assure you, they could not have gotten a 38. <laughs> <laughs> they're not being PL3. They're, yeah, exactly. They're PL3 police officers. They could not have gotten a 38. What? That attitude. I don't think they can get a 28. Yeah, I don't, uh, they might have been able to get a 28. I don't remember. Um, Dr. Barrister, uh, Speed Demon has rushed over to you as you were looking at your car. Um, I believe we said that um, it was going to take you eight rounds. That is correct. Okay. Uh, how many ranks of, uh, of, of, of quickness do you have, uh, Speed Demon? Four. Four? Um, I don't feel like doing math, so I'm going to arbitrarily decide that um, if Dr. Barrister explains things on his turn, you will be able to finish building it on your turn, and then Dr. Barrister can activate it on his next one. What it's worth, he did hold his standard action to do what I said on my turn. He did. Yeah. Four ranks, eight turns. Wouldn't that, like, I'm just saying divide it there. That's two. Two actions, basically, yeah. Well, it would go eight to four, four to two, two to one, one to half, one oh. to... Oh, right, because it's a quarter. Halves it. Let's You're right. just, like, not talk about math. We're all trying to have a good time. <laughs> I was just doing random math because I don't know the mechanics. You can do it in a quarter of a round. <laughs> but I think we missed something very important. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, let's not yeah. brush past Dr. Barrister. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. let's, let's not brush past that. Um, <laughs> all right, no, but you know what? You're right. I will say that if you can explain it to him, then he can do it at using his standard action. So, Alex, tell us about the bear, the teddy bear, crouched over a car engine with, uh, with, with, next to Speed Demon. Yeah, so Dr. Barrister has scuttled up onto... Uh, the hood of this car, which has been popped open. He is a teddy bear wearing little spectacles. Uh, he was wearing a corduroy suit, but he has taken the jacket off and rolled up his sleeves. And he has a little grease stain on his forehead where he's been working in the uh, motor of this vehicle. Uh, would you like to tell the people what type of, like, size and shape of teddy bear? Because that's a big, wide range. Mm. I am a very small teddy bear. I am the kind of teddy bear you would give somebody on Valentine's Day for your first Valentine's Day, not your 10th Valentine's Day. The kind from Build-A-Bear. 
Yes, because we've established that's where you do your shopping. That is where I do my shopping. <laughs> and your furniture, I believe. No, I got my furniture the American Girls Beast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. They have a better selection anyway. All right. So how about, Dr. Barrister, you give me a... Uh, the, the the better of your uh, technology or, uh, I guess, per, probably uh, persuasion to explain to Vincent what it is he needs to do. He won. As I uh, pointed all the different parts. All right. Probably much too slowly for his taste. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, Vincent, if you would like to use your standard action to do what the bear just explained, you may do so. Uh, as much as I hate to delay my turn all the way down to <laughs> this oh, part of initiative, <laughs> I'll get other ones. Uh, but yes, I'll. <laughs> so, which uh, skill would be appropriate here? I have technology, but I also have physics. I'm not sure physics would be better. Whichever would be better, I guess. Okay. Physics, go. Oh my god. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Calvin's at the table. <laughs> he is. Um, that was a natural one for an eleven. Uh, are you yeah. okay with an eleven? Ooh, it's really funny. But yeah. no. <laughs> they blew up my other car. Please don't mess this up for me. Oh, really? Just be so. No, I guess I'll spend the hero point. What? No, it's the first episode. We're teens. This is our first time doing this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna accept, I'm gonna accept failure here. Okay. I was going to say you don't mess it up, but you just kinda look at the bear and you're like, you want me to what? I need you to remove this part and I need you to get the alternator and I need you to fashion these straps on it so I can wear it on my back. Okay, but if I turn this part this way, it'll be a much bigger radius of the effect of the thing you're trying to build. And then he starts talking faster and faster, and he just, like, <laughs> does his own thing that's completely different. You seem to mistakenly believe this is a collaboration. This is an instruction, child. Child! <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> what? Is the junior? Sorry, sophomore. Isn't, like, am I getting the wrong... Well, there's also the fact that the bear is less than a year old. Yeah, that's why I was like, the bear is literally not even a toddler. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to give both of you a hero point because that was hilarious. Wiki is amused. Jason is not. <laughs> because failure is funny. So, yes, I'm going to give both uh, Speed Demon and Dr. Barrister a hero point. I'll still strap it on. I'm assuming it works because I'm a genius. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. That's actually funnier than what I was going to ask, so sure. No! I hate all of this. And uh, we are now up to the weather mistress, who is pissed off at Johnny Rocket. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, yeah, she just got blasted by fire, but she doesn't know this teenager and it didn't do anything. Johnny Rocket is her nemesis. It's Rocket time. I mean,. He's not, she's not his nemesis, but he is her nemesis. Yeah. Oh, that just makes it sting all the more. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it, though? So, yeah, she's going to uh, fire a lightning bolt at... Oh, no! That is a 18, for which will hit by a lot. God. And that is a 10 on his toughness <laughs> save. Her <laughs> fireball! 
So, a bolt of lightning comes out of the sky and fries Firebug. <laughs> Damien, I have some bad news for you. What? I no longer get to control the... Uh... You no longer get to control the uh, jetpack because the jetpack is now non-functional. <laughs> I'm going to drop the illusion as soon as that happens. Of course you do. And yeah, Firebug is falling to the ground and you hear a thud as down below the uh, sightline of the uh, blizzard, presumably he hits the roof of the uh, bank. So yeah, that happened. With all of that nonsense, we are at the end of round three, and we will ha find out how this fight concludes uh -huh. next episode. Uh... Heroes of Tomorrow uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Green Ronin Publishing, used under permission. Ownership of these trademarks and copyrights resides entirely with Green Ronin, and their use here is not a challenge to that ownership. Heroes of Tomorrow is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Green Ronin Publishing. For more information about Green Ronin and their products, visit greenronin.com. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube under the Untold Stories Project. Feel free to drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Finally, you can support us at patreon.com slash untoldstoriesproject. Thanks for listening.